Welcome to the world of Pokemakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokemon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we introduced Pokemon Marble and Bronze's party mechanic, where you get to travel across the Rencher region with three other trainers on their own journeys and make friends with them just like Ash in the anime, and they help you out by having their Pokemon use field abilities. One of those characters, for example, is Graham, who's a big, strong dude, spit chubby, but very friendly, kind of a himbo. And we have Graham's signature Pokemon, Dragate, a rock dragon type hoarding dragon Pokemon with its collection of gems who loves rocks in all their forms and is really good at both moving and smashing them. And today we're gonna finally start talking about the bad guys in our game. And for that, we're gonna go over to Trainer's Choice. Okay, so we're not reinventing the wheel here with a villain team in Pokemon. Every Pokemon game has a team. Team bad guy. Team bad guy. <laughs> Even most of the spin-offs have something. A lot of the time they're called teams as well. Yeah. Just to go over the most recent additions to the villains of Pokemon. I mean, Team Star are ostensibly the villain team of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Apart from the fact that there are only two members of Team Star who are in any way villains. <laughs> and they're the random grunts you meet the first time you encounter them. After that, they're nothing but nice the whole time. <laughs> These two random trainers are putting too much pressure on Penny to try and join up with them instead of just asking them once and then moving on. So you give them a butt kicking. And then after that, you're told that they're school delinquents. They're dropouts who just don't go to classes and have their camps, their bases set up around the region. But like, they're just kids who didn't fit in at school, who didn't get support from the school either because the previous school administration was, I guess, kind of lame. So much so they all quit at the same time. It, yep, that's a whole thing that occurred. I kind of like that portrayal of school, recognizing yeah, there are school teachers and administrators and everything who aren't very good and kind of mm. suck and everything, but there are also so many out there who are just trying their best and just want to help kids. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. But like, they're just, they're just not villains. They're just nice yeah. kids who are a bit aggressive and have weird fashion sense. <laughs> They're just a bunch of theater kids. <laughs> Following the last few generations that started with Sun and Moon, though, there is, of course, an alternate twist villain. Mm. And the past two times, they had their own team associated with them. You had the Ether Foundation and Macrocosmos. Mm -hmm. This time, it's just one character, of course. Yeah. And they're dead before the game even starts! <laughs> like, yeah, I knew from the first trailer that the professors were the bad guy this time, which is great, though. The professors oh, being yeah. the bad guy is such a good thing. Yeah. It would be better if they were actually in any way that matters the professor mm. because they don't give you your first Pokemon and they don't give you your Pokedex so who are they really? The villain. Yeah. This villain their goal is to bring Pokemon from a different time to this time and just completely ruin the ecosystem. Pokemon villains have gotten weird. <laughs> Last time we had a more traditional situation with there is just a villain team mm -hmm. and we had them very thematic with Team Astro. Yeah. This time we're going to go for a bit more of the modern approach of there is a villain team and then have a twist villain later. Which I find more fun, even if it's really obvious. Like, I don't care. I find it more fun. So for our villains in Rentia, mm -hmm. inspired by Italy, yes. Pokemon teams, going back to the beginning at least, have a lot to do with organized crime. Oh, you know what else has a long history of organized crime? What? The country of Italy. It does? <laughs> So the crime gangs in Italy, the top two in Italy are considered the top two organized crime groups mm. in the world. Sure. But yeah. also, I found this interesting, it's got one of the lower rates for violent crime worldwide. Those crime gangs don't engage in a lot of violent crime. Okay, they do. Yeah. It's a lot more thievery, smuggling. The plot of 
Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5. I thought you might be about to say something cultural like The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and ask me for a favor. And that's it. People would go to them for favors and then they get to use people in that way. Like, that's the whole thing. Team Rocket. Yeah. They are stealing Pokemon. They are using them for criminal activity. They're not trying to destroy the world. No. They're not trying to blow things up. They don't even really hurt people. I mean, they did murder Marowak. That did happen. Oh. What? Sorry, spoilers for Pokemon no, Red no, and I'm Blue. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, so we can have a villain team more like old school Team Rocket. Team Rocket was inspired by, like, an organized crime. Well, by the Yakuza. Yeah. Which is the mafia of Japan. Japan, essentially. Mm. And we had looked this up. I don't know when we looked this up. But Giovanni, they changed his name in the US version well, to make course. it more Italian Mafia-esque. Yeah, because that's more relatable to a Western audience, especially mm-hmm. an American audience. Like, New York Italian Mafia, it's well-known. You know, it's parodied in The Simpsons regularly. Yeah. And also because it gave them a great pun name on the fact that he's the ground-type gym leader. It does. The it Geo. is good. It is good. So, our main villain team, unlike some of the more recent villain teams where there's been a twist villain. These are still gonna be more genuine antagonists, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, Team Skull were, for the most part, a joke. They bullied a bus stop. Yeah, they did take over that town. But they did take over Po Town in, honestly, one of the creepiest things in Pokemon. They've just actually decimated this town. They've ruined it. They did do crime. They had some villainous aspects. Team Yell were over-enthusiastic sports fans who were kind of mean-ish, but also became friendly by the end anyway. Yeah. And Team Star are just a bunch of nice kids with two random jerks hanging around. <laughs> So these guys, they are villains. Yes. What kind of crime do they do? Do they do crime? Yeah. They're, you know, organized crime. They're more subtle about it than a lot of them. Oh, and yeah. Also just generally a bit more friendly. They're making deals. They're helping people in ways that, like, you get someone who's made a deal and they take their Pokemon as collateral or something yeah. and they won't return it because that guy didn't follow through on the deal. It's still pretty shady and you help out in that kind of regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there could still be moments or scenes where you essentially team up with them against a greater threat. Possibly they help out against the game's twist villain later sure, when they yeah. realize oh no you're doing some like crazy stuff you're like destroying the world and yeah something. that's like world ending you know the Guardians no, of the Galaxy no. gag why would we want to help out because I'm one of the idiots who lives in the world <laughs> you can't blow up my region that's where all my stuff is <laughs> that's where I conduct my legitimate business you're on my turf <laughs> I could see them interacting with a general plot if they are particularly stealing art mm-hmm. or artifacts. Yeah, like that could show up once or twice throughout the yeah. game. Some like black market dealings of yeah. important things that shouldn't yeah. be, it should be in a museum, etc. Maybe at some point in the game they steal part of the statue that you're working to rebuild. Yeah, and that's how you get one of the fragments for it. Well, no, I'm thinking they steal it from you. Ooh. But also they could steal it from someone else. Yeah. Both? Maybe both. Maybe both. I'm thinking about this encounter you can have first at the museum where you fight some of the grunts for instance and then like an admin makes off with part of the statue mm. and so then you have to chase them down to whichever their current base is yeah classic pokemon shenanigans yeah. aesthetic suits right it's yeah. it's mafia i think men and women both in suits somewhat like team flair but mm. you know not ugly yeah not bright orange i'm thinking like darker colored suits <laughs> yeah they want to be subtle mm. team flair was all about being flashy yeah they're, yeah, they're, like, they're a big fashion yeah these guys want to blend in a bit more navy blue yeah or is that too similar to Team Astro? Team Astro had like so many other colors going yeah. on, like bright purple and the reds. And Team Astro had a color scheme, mm. whereas these guys are going to be not quite monochromatic, but two colors. Yeah. Like a dark navy blue, maybe, and then I'm thinking like a lighter pinstripe. Mm. I know that that's like a 1920s. Oh no no gangster, no! Pin- we're doing the pinstripes. Look. The pinstripes are great. <laughs> But it 
it's just, it feels so classic. Yeah, we're doing the pinstripes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. It could just be the darker blue with just a black and white for accent colors. Yeah. And the stripes can be white. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Very subtle, mm-hmm. big black market vibes yeah. in their color scheme. And their leader, their Don, got like a big coat over their shoulders. Oh, yeah. Arms not through the sleeves, of course. No. no. no coat no, over the no. shoulders, cane. Like a fur collar. Cane, hat. Rings. Yeah. The go- <laughs> Jewelry. Yeah. Gaudy over the top, but like the way they conduct themselves is generally quite friendly and pleasant. You're causing an inconvenience for me. You keep getting in the way of my business. I'd prefer it if you kept your nose out of my business. Otherwise, you might have a little accident. You're gonna be sleeping with the magic cups. Otherwise, you might be sleeping with the Phoebus. You're gonna be sleeping with the Finneon. I don't even remember Finneon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get this man a pair of Conkleder shoes. <laughs> If you know what you're listening for, oh, they're talking about murder. Mm -hmm. If you don't, oh, that's a cutesy little gag. Yeah. That's where those phrases come from, from noir era films where like a lot of that stuff was censored. And so they had to use innuendos Mm. in films specifically. That's less of a thing in real life as far as I know, but mobster films and stuff. It's a fun trope. For the time being, I think that's all we really need to say about the villain team. Mm -hmm. We're just laying down kind of the groundwork. Yeah. And part of that important groundwork, the last thing we need for this right now is to name this team. Ooh. Villain teams in Pokemon, I love it because their names are such meaningless nonsense. <laughs> like, why is Team Rocket called Team Rocket? I don't know. Magma and Aqua, okay, that's relating to mm-hmm. the terrains they like. Yeah. Galactic? Like, I, I, Space? You kind of loosely got a spacey theme, I guess. They've got a spacey aesthetic. And you want to rebuild the world? Sure. Plasma? I got nothing for plasma. Flare? Sure, they have flare. Yeah. Team Skull? Oh, skulls are scary. Uh. <laughs> They're so edgy. Team Yell, yeah. And Team Star. Hasta la vista. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> it's just nothing. It's nothing. So this doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. It could be the best kind of nothing. What's a cool word? Do we want to have some kind of connection to Team Rocket? Through Im- the naming at least. So are we implying that Team Rocket is like an offshoot of this main family? I, I definitely thought about that at one point. Could be a fun flavor, but one, I think we want to have our own villain team. Sure. And also, I mean, it's not in reality actually, because like Team Rocket are. Uh, Yakuza. Yeah, they're yeah. Japanese and yeah. this is Italian. I think we could have some fun references and allusions to them. Mm. We could mention them as just being like, our overseas associates, Team Rocket. <laughs> the group that is considered the biggest crime gang in Italy is, now I'm going to mess up this pronunciation, but it's from a Calabrian word, Ndrangheta, which derives from a Greek word meaning heroism and manly virtue. Oh, and, okay. and also, I was thinking going through that, maybe they don't want to have an intimidating, evil-sounding name. Maybe they mm. want to present a nicer front and present themselves as legitimate business persons. Yeah. So maybe they need a more friendly sounding name and that's like, mm, no, they're, not, they're bad guys though. Team Honor or Team Virtue or maybe a word similar to like family. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. The whole, you're like a brother to me. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're crime families. They are yeah. at least rooted in that. Yeah. So what are some family words? What about Team Royal? Okay. Maybe I've just gone to a completely different place, but I feel like it's got a good sound to it at least. It does have a good sound. You have like a crown logo. Yeah. And like sort of shift the way that we talk about them and mm. and more about it being essentially like a royal family, a royal crime family. This is mafia royalty. Do you want to change the colors a little bit to reflect that? How so? I don't know, gold, pretty royal color, mm. and or purple. You could do a very dark purple suit. Instead of the blue? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of white 
or light colored do a gold pinstripe unless that's too much maybe what like we? could do the purple with the black and white for the rest of it but then like just a gold emblem yeah like an insignia like a lapel yeah. pin yeah like a, yeah a pin if they yeah. will wear a pin i like yeah. that it's like that's that's how you know that they're and then you have a bit at one point where like someone's got a pin that they're not supposed to have or like you get a Ooh. pin to get into a hideout yeah, or something yeah, that's uh... it's a key item you can get you have to infiltrate their hideout that's the item that you need to get past yeah the, like, something guy like the that front. oh i love that one of, another classic pokemon classic. thing you go you go and infiltrate one villain base to get an item that lets you infiltrate a different villain yeah. base <laughs> Okay, so Team Royal. Team Royal. Team Royal. I like it. We should briefly mention, we did get an email a while ago now yeah. that brought up the idea of a villain team from Ruby, or at Ulia on Twitter, who mentioned, I think it'd be really fun to connect the villain team to one of the new types. Specifically, I really want to be connected to the wind type, but that's partly just because I love the idea of them showing up in hot air balloons like Pokemon Go or Blimps. Yeah, which again, very Team Rocket. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and it is very fun. Oh my gosh, the anime is changing everything, but I'm imagining if this anime were occurring for this region, an alternate pair show up like Team Rocket. Yeah. But they have their own balloon and they have their own motto. Another pair of characters with a Pokemon that can talk. Anyway, I like the idea of connecting them to a new mm. type, especially. And like connecting to a type in general, I enjoy. Yeah. But like, there was such an obvious direction to take a villain team in a Pokemon game based on Italy. Yeah. And the types we have don't quite fit for that. Like, the obvious type is dark, but that's just, just every villain team. Yeah. We haven't really decided on what type to associate with them. Like, mm. maybe we'll come around and touch back on that. Yeah, we can talk about that more when we actually make the characters and make their Pokemon and everything. Yeah, yeah. We're not necessarily making this character today, but I realized a name for the leader. Maybe, ugh, I thought it was too similar to Donna, because like, I'm thinking that Don. Donatello. <laughs> Boss Donatello. Why not? Well, then maybe we do. Maybe they're siblings. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> we did villains related to heroes last time as well. We're like, two characters with similar names, they're family. <laughs> it's the only explanation for two people having a slightly similar name. Pokemon does like doing that kind of yeah. thing, though. I don't mean the naming scheme. I mean huh. having relatives. Oh, sure. And... We've basically designed the character. We've talked a lot about their aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Twist villain time, though. Mm -hmm. We have an alternate villain here. Yeah. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't remember. Plot twist. The true villain of Pokemon Marble and Bronze is the director of the museum in the Rome City region place. Donna's boss. Or mentor. Former boss? Colleague. Associate. Yeah. yeah. We did mention. She used to work at that museum museum before this came off as a branch. Yeah, that he was her mentor. Yeah, and obviously that museum is so much nicer and bigger and fancier and it's not just newly opened. Mm -hmm. This guy, who's definitely a guy. Yeah. It's like somewhat dismissive of Donna in general. Yeah. And we'll go into more details about this character later. We'll talk more about the museum in general later, but he's mm -hmm. gonna be the true villain wanting to reunite the statues Yeah. for some nefarious purpose. We're gonna have another antagonistic character as well, but we're gonna save them and talk about them in more detail another time. because. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. So now that we've got our evil team, let's talk about what the grunts will be using to fight you with. Who's that Pokemon? Grunt Pokemon. Uh-huh. When you think of a villain team grunt, what kind of Pokemon do you think of that they use? Eggins. Sure. Team Rocket likes those. <laughs> Team Rocket particularly like poison type, but that was largely because Dark didn't exist. That's true. Poochiana. Poochiana for Magma. 
practically everyone in Team Agma and Aqua is using a Poochiana and or Mightyana. Even I think the admins and the leaders are probably still using those because they're just there. They're just dark types that are there. Yeah. Team Plasma's got its Purloin. Team Yell. Who did Team Yell use? Galarian Zigzagoon. Right. Galarian Linoon. <laughs> Piers yeah. with his Obstagoon. Yeah, yeah. Goon. Yeah, the goons. Oon. The goons. What did Team Skull use? I think they used a lot of Alolan Rattata. Right, yeah. Let's make a Pokemon. It'll be an early game Pokemon. The early game dark type feels like a category in and of itself. So let's make something. Let's make just a little sneaky little guy that's sneaky gonna guy? It's gonna hang out with these mafia dudes. A sneaky little guy? Yeah, just a little guy. Just a little guy? Just a little guy, you know? You want something kind of weaselly? Something yeah. a little bit like mischievous? Yeah. Weasels are great. Sneasels are great. Right? But those have been done. Yeah. Weasels have been done. Mongooses have been done. Mm. Meerkats have been done. Sounds like you've got an idea for something that's not been done. A stoat. Stoat! It's fun. <laughs> Otherwise known as an ermine. Yeah! Similar things have been done in Pokemon, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, mustelids. They're all pretty similar. Yeah, it's similar to, like, a ferret. But stoats are specifically smaller. Noodle cat. Noodle cat. They're noodle cats. If you don't know what a stoat is, picture a ferret. But it's a reddish brown. And it's a little bit smaller. Mm. Very itty bitty. But they're still very noodly. Very noodly. Very mischievous. Mm -hmm. uh, very territorial. Mm. They don't want you on their turf. I feel like stoats would make a really good dark type. Pokemon has a couple different ways of representing an animal. Yeah. There's like furret and then there's like Sneasel. Yeah. Which are based on very similar animals but there's the more direct version yeah. and then there's the more little guy version. There's also <laughs> focusing on different environments like mm -hmm. Weasel Floatzel also Weasley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're yeah. like focusing on them as being semi-aquatic and living in water. Exactly like yeah. There's a lot of different ways to take that so it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be like this is a stoat. Clearly it's a stoat. It looks nearly identical to other stoat Pokemon. I like more of the the Sneasel direction, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Long body. I still want to keep the long noodle, sure. long noodle body, but I don't mind playing with its, like, stature a bit. My thought for an evolution mm. is just longer. <laughs> Just stretch it long, <laughs> but then have it be that it's very limber and flexible and almost snake-like. Okay. So I get the snake cats. Yeah. Snake oh, cats. okay. So that's that's a different direction, but now I'm picturing a furry snake, essentially. Kind of. I imagine they can, like, curl around yeah. prey if they want to as well. Which is, like, that's really fun. That's, yeah. like, a cool non-existent fantasy animal. It's just exaggerating a ferret. Yeah. Exaggerating a stoat. Yeah, like, to an extreme. Yeah. Their but long noodles make them longer noodles. That's fun. That is, like, a distinct and different direction to take this. And that's essentially mm -hmm. what I mean by playing with the shape a little yeah. bit more. I think the unevolved stage can just be standing upright as they are. Yeah, often they to kind do. of have this little upright position where they're like looking around. Yeah. Yeah. And then like it evolves and just goes into this noodly form where it can wrap around things more yeah. if it wants to. And I'm picturing it kind of curled up like a snake, but it's got little arms. Yeah. And it's fuzzy. It and could. its head is still kind of up in that position looking around. Oh, yeah. It's still a stoat. <laughs> It's very cute, but also like a little bit sinister, a little oh, yeah. spooky. Oh yeah. yeah. Again, like a snake coiling itself yeah. around its prey. Yeah. And I... You don't want to be, I don't know, a mouse in that situation. Absolutely not. <laughs> I love that that feels very mono-dark as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Its wiggliness can also be more playful, mm. but also potentially more sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinistote. Sinistote? Dang, named it right off the bat, we're done. Stote's a good word. Stote is a good word. Ermine's also a good word. Mm. Like I'm thinking about 
uh, mine. It's mine mm. taking things. Yeah, yeah. It's dark. It is dark. <laughs> Before I forget, a name has come to me specifically for the pre-evolution for the small baby stone. Okay. Ermine? Like mini? Ermine? Uh, okay. Ermine? That's not how it came across. It came across like you were mispronouncing Hermione. Oh, that's, I didn't even think of that. I was just like, ah, Ermini. <laughs> Ermini sounds better than Hermione. That, that's how I meant for it to be. I hadn't said it out loud. <laughs> I saw the letters in my head. Ermini. Color scheme. That's still colors. Mm. Typically, stoats are like this reddish brown color. Sure. I don't hate that. Is it too close to Nicket and Feevil? It is a very similar color scheme to that. Mm. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing to no. have those colors, but is it too similar? When I typed Ermine, the first thing that came up is a pure white. Look at that. Oh, yeah. I think they're species that... <laughs> They're so cute. Oh. Ah, that's a vicious predator. <laughs> Standing up with the paws hanging. <laughs> Maybe we bring up more of the white in stoats as well, because in these images we're seeing a lot, both with the brown, mm. the white is the underbelly, and also just a lot of snow white yeah. stoats. Yeah, it's very striking. This shiny like, can be more of the brown. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking using both. Oh. Doing the darker red with white, because Nicket and Thievol do it more with black. Oh, that's true. And like the white would be a great contrast there. A rust color alongside white. Yeah. Which then, if we're associating this with Team Royal is also playing into the whole idea of Team Royal presenting themselves a bit more nicely. Like, yeah. look, look how nice our Pokemon are. It's such a cute little guy with his white <laughs> little fur and now he's coiling himself around your neck. <laughs> you mentioned a fur scarf for the leader at one point. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like a fur collar is what I was thinking. Yeah, but like, but it, but make it more scarfy and just, just wrap this stoat around. That's it. very good and an Ace Attorney character. For the expression, let's draw like the Mabostiff kind of thing of like looking kind of sad and droopy and then the mm. very dark, malicious grin. <laughs> like have it have like a sneaky expression and a cute little friendly playful expression. Yeah. Particularly again for the Evolve stage. Yeah, Is yeah. this two stage? I think so. Not a third? No. No? Is there any like patterning on it? We talked about it being primarily white. Does it have mm. any of that rust color, like, down its back? Maybe just yeah, like a, a thin stripe, maybe? Well, I was saying, like, those are the two colors. It doesn't yeah. have to be that, like, there's barely any of the rust. Like, oh, okay. the gut instinct is to play it up as the whole suit angle with the undershirt. Mm. But we did kind of do that already with Orcrook. We did. Our villain team uses Orc. Oh, Orcrook and... <laughs> Poor Punk are definitely in this region and used by yeah. Team Royal for sure. Absolutely. It can have some of the stripiness of almost vaguely mm. recalling pinstripes. Yeah, I think I can play with that in yeah. the colors a bit. And it's more so on the Evolve stage. The first stage has a much more natural color scheme. Yeah. And then you play it up for the Evolve stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sinister expression. I am picturing it with a little snake mouth. Like a little like three turned on its side. Oh, okay. Which would you, also work you for like a snake mammal. mouth? I consider that kitty face. It is, it is like a cat mouth, too. There's a specific version of it that's like a snake mouth. It's a, a little bit more outward-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm picturing a mouth kind of like that, but it's got little fangs that stick out. <laughs> the unevolved stage, its expression is completely head-empty blank. Like, <laughs> no thoughts. Deer it's just the headlights. <laughs> not even that. Like, it's no, not it's, just... it's not aware of anything. <laughs> like, its eyes are almost staring in two different directions if it had more clear pupils. I don't know nothing, boss. Completely. <laughs> I ain't know nothing. I ain't no snitch. <laughs> I ain't no rat. I'm a different kind of mammal. No relation. I understand this and I appreciate you and your heritage and your bloodline. Thank you, boss. Which direction are you staring? <laughs> <laughs> Blink separately with two eyes. Jimmy's got no thoughts in his head, but he gets the job done. See, 
exactly. They're the grunts. Jimmy, you, you okay there, kid? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Why? What, you, you hadn't moved a single muscle for 47 minutes. Time is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Let's move on. Let's get some names down for these guys now. Some names. Mm-hmm. Ermini. Sto twist. Twistoat. Twistoat. It needs to be a bit, a, a little darker than that. What's it called when like a snake wraps? Constricts. Constrict. Constroat. Wrapping, binding. I'm also thinking about binding moves in Pokemon. Mm. Because there are a category, because there are items, Grip Claw and Binding Band, that interact with them. I don't hate Constoat. Constroat? Constoat. Constroat? Constroat. Also, Constrict is not a binding move. Why not? I don't like the way Constroat sounds for some reason. That's fair. Too throaty. Yeah. Unless you think about, like, wrapping around the throat. Mm. Arminian Constoat. Same twist. It's also a pun on being twisted, being, Mm. like, you know, cruel and unusual. Yeah. Like, hey, you're twisted, boss. Yeah. Although con is also con, like a con. Con, mm-hmm. con artist, con man, con criminal, convict. All right, let's go. Let's go with Consto. It's got the convict con aspect in there as well. It's a fun extra meaning besides the constrict. All that's left is abilities. Yeah. We need some abilities. And so now that I'm thinking about, well, not the move constrict, because apparently that's a bad move that doesn't do this. I'm thinking about moves like bind, like wrap. They are considered trapping moves that mm. do recurring damage over several turns. Fire spin is another one. Clamp. Infestation is a bug one. Sand Tomb, Whirlpool. There's a bunch. And I'm thinking about these moves. Obviously, it doesn't get all of those moves anyway. Yeah. But it gets several of these moves. And maybe, like, a new Dark-type version of these moves. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. And then do a new ability that works with those moves. Because there are no oh. abilities that work oh. with those moves. okay. They're not great moves. They're ones that just do, like, a little damage over time. Yeah. If the user with a partial trapping move is holding a Grip Claw, it will last for seven turns, mm. rather than however many it would otherwise. And if it's holding a Binding Band, the fixed amount of damage at the end of the term will be increased by how much? One eighth rather than one sixteenth of the target's maximum HP. Mm. I think the way we do this then, we can do an ability that's similar to the binding band mm. that could stack with the binding band Ooh. to increase it then up to one quarter per turn. Dang. Yeah, like that's going to knock them out in like a couple moves. Yeah. And like that's taking moves that are otherwise very weak yeah. and turning them into a credible In just this one circumstance Yeah. just this on, one. Exactly. Yeah. On a Pokemon yeah. that's probably not going to have like game breaking stats. <laughs> yeah. That's probably also the hidden ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we call this ability? It's a binding, constricting, wrapping, twisting. Turns out I didn't realize the end of turn damage from some moves, like bind at least, increased in generation six from one sixteenth to one eighth as the default, and then the binding band increases it to one sixth. So I think similarly, like it will still be the case this ability will just increase it to one sixth. And with a binding band item as well, it still just goes to one quarter. A uh, name for this would something like body bind be Yeah, I don't like, hate accurate? that. You said you wanted it to be used like by other snake Pokemon potentially. Yeah. So like that's like the unique thing that it's doing. It is binding yeah. you with its body. Mm-hmm. Should we give a quick name to a move that would be a dark type version of this that's got maybe slightly more power than bind or wrap? Dark type, we want it to be a more sinister mm. sounding kind of thing. Is it going too far if we have this move refer to choking in its name? Chokehold is a thing. In fact, chokehold as the name of this move. Sure, yeah. I think that works. Chokehold for the name of the move and what did you say for the ability? Body bind. Body bind. Yeah. Now that's a hidden ability though. So let's give it some other abilities before right. that. You know, it's been a while since we gave anything Intimidate. <gasps> I love Intimidate. <laughs> it's a very good ability. 
I'm looking at Poochiana and Mightyena. Like, Poochiana had run away and became Intimidate when it evolved. Mm. Oh, they've also got the hidden ability Moxie. Just, you got Moxie, kid. You got Moxie, kid. I like Intimidate for the second stage in particular. And one more ability. Limber. Yeah, honestly, you're probably that's probably something we should represent here. Let's go with Limber. Prevents it from being paralyzed. Mm-hmm. It's too wiggly. Yeah, see, I'm going to use my chokehold to put you in a body bind that'll end you up in a body bag. <laughs> Nyeh. 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 Is that the cry of this Pokemon? Yeah. Does it just go nyeh? It does. Nyeh. It's like a cat snake. <laughs> it's you like, know, like Joey Wheeler in Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. You know, like nyeh. You know you like nyeh. 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 Kaiba. Nyeh. Nyeh. Joey Wheeler's Pokemon. <laughs> I summon a mini in attack mode. Nyeh. 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 So today, we've developed our villain team for Pokemon Marble and Bronze of the Rencha region. Team Royal, not so subtly inspired by the very real Italian Mafia, some of the most powerful crime gangs in the world, but also some of the least violent. We also made the boss of said villain team, Donatello. Boss Don. Boss Boss Donatello. (laughs) He's the boss Don. As well as a Dark-type Pokémon that could be used by the Grunts. And that is Ermini, based on a Stoat. Which evolves into Constote, a very long, curly-bodied, messed-up creature. (laughs) They also have a new ability, Body Bind, that increases the damage dealt over time by binding moves. And and a new move, Chokehold, that is a Dark-type binding move. So thank you for listening to Pokémakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... the facts. The Tia and Rio show. And cult classics. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu. P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network community discord. Or if you prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta, gotta make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.